Blog Talk Radio. My producer slam, my flow is like, bam, jump on stage, and then I did this. So nigga, everybody diss, cause you can't bust this. You got a bad name like dick butt kiss. Welcome to the next level of rhyme flowing, scratching, hooking up beats and hoe catching. Every time I come home, I got 50 messages. I only call back the girls with big, big breasts. Ooh, I got biddies in all the major cities. The safest way to have sex is right between us. Excuse me as I kiss the sky. Broadcast live and heard around the world, you are now listening to the most entertaining hour of radio on the planet. It's the High Stakes Fantasy Football Hour presented by MyFFPC.com with your hosts, Eric Balkman and Dave Gerzak. The High Stakes Fantasy Football Hour is your home for football analysis from the best fantasy players in the world. And now, because no one else was available, here are Eric Balkman and Dave Gerzak. Thanks a lot, Rob. Hello, everybody, and Happy New Year to everybody listening out there. Welcome to this January 2nd episode of the High Stakes Fantasy Football Hour presented by MyFFPC.com, live from the Papa John Studios. Support for the show is also provided in part by Nationwide Insurance. More than 95% of members recommend Nationwide, who has a history of always putting its members first. Find out why at Nationwide.com. That's Nationwide. They are on your side. Greetings and salutations to all the Balkaholics and Grzakanatics in the uh, chat room listening live around the world. I'm your host, the slightly above average Eric Balkman, and my co-host is the original Dizzle, Dave Gerzak. Coming up on tonight's show, we're going to talk about a pair of studs that are not likely to play in their wildcard weekend games, as well as give you our playoff lineups if we were going to play in the world-famous FFPC Football Guys Playoff Challenge. Plus, we're going to be joined by 2014 Football Guys Players Championship $300,000 winner Jim Seiple. He'll talk to us about why waiting on tight ends proved to be fruitful for him and what money drafts uh, helped him prep for the Football Guys drafts. Uh, Happy New Year, Dave. Welcome. Thanks, Balky. How's it going? It is going uh, extremely well. Um, it's uh, our first show of 2015. This is actually, I mean, not our you know fourth anniversary of doing the show, but this is our fourth calendar year of doing this show. So very excited to bring you guys a bunch of new stuff coming up in uh, 2015. And the new, the new audio, a lot of rave reviews about that. Everybody was talking about that last week. Oh, everybody! How crisp and clean it was. Who, uh, who, uh, who tons of listeners in the really? FedEx in the FedEx inbox. Tons, yeah. tons. We got a, we got a lot of emails. So I'm very, I'm very excited. It's it's very you sound cool. Better too. Yeah. Well, thank you. Um, shout out to the chat room right now. Uh, we got Chris Holland, Henry Muto, amongst others in there. Feel free to post any questions you might have in there tonight. If uh, you want to connect with us on Twitter, you can do so at HSFF Hour, at Eric Balkman, at David Gerzak. Facebook.com slash the High Stakes Fantasy Football Hour is where you can communicate with us on that social network. And of course, the FedEx inbox is High Stakes Fantasy Football at gmail.com. Uh, our producer, mutual friend Rob, and of course, our audio engineer Bryce will be getting those emails to us as we do the show tonight. And of course, if you want to chime in and talk to us, 347-426-3682, that's 347-GAME-OVA. We'll uh, do our best to get to all your calls, tweets, emails, and fantasy feedback later on in the show. Special part of uh, fantasy feedback tonight after um, Jim Seipel comes on, talk about how he won $300,000 in the Football Guys Players Championship. We are going to provide our lineups for the world-famous FFPC Football Guys Playoff Challenge. Now, you and I, we don't participate in it. But I feel like I have the winning lineup tonight. Do you? So if anybody hasn't completed their team, I'm very excited to hear it. Definitely check out and and skis my team tonight. I'm giving it to you for free. I'm not charging anything. You know, <laughs> you're so nice. Uh, that's just the kind of guy I am. Um, the world famous FFPC Football Guys Playoff Challenge is uh, live right now. We uh, what are we? Uh, I think less than thirty percent. Uh, left to go in the pool before it sold out. Yeah, we had a minor emergency. Authorized.net, our payment gateway crashed for about an hour. So, is it back up? It is. You know, appears to be back. Appears up. to be back up. Excellent. Well, you guys can go to myffpc.com right now and sign up for that. Buy as many teams as you want. Uh, it's two hundred dollars per team. It's going to pay down to five hundred spots. Now, the the contest is capped at thirty seven fifty entries. Um, the top five hundred teams are going to get paid. It's a six hundred thousand dollar prize pool. It's the biggest prize pool we've ever done for this contest. And the grand prize winner, biggest grand prize we've ever offered, two hundred thousand dollars. Somebody's walking away with uh, that after the Super Bowl. So check that out. Normal FFPC uh, lineups. It's a lot of fun. We're going to talk about it a lot on the show tonight. So uh, you'll definitely have no excuse for not having some good ideas of formulating some lineups. 
Uh, Dave, I want to uh, kick things off now uh, at the top of the show by thanking Football Guys and Roto World, as well as Rob, for preparing tonight's rundown. Uh, the first thing I want to talk about is, is you know, I know we want to get to some Dynasty stuff, but I feel like we're going to be doing so much of that. I, as long as the playoffs are going on, we have the playoff challenge going on. Good idea. Let's help these people out. Yes. A.J. Green is listed as doubtful uh, for the Bengals-Colts game. And, and by the way, the Bengals, Bengals are playing the Colts tomorrow, not the Chiefs. Just want to clear that up if anybody <laughs> – uh, read the FFPC emails uh, this week. My intern really screwed that up. <laughs> yeah. So uh, the Bengals playing the Colts this week. It uh, doesn't sound like A.J. Green is going to be among uh, the Bengals that are suited up. Uh, 25% chance of playing. Sounds like Jeremy Hill is going to get all he, he can handle this game. percent chance of that. Sorry. Go what on. do you mean? Oh, of playing. <laughs> I get That's very funny. Um, no, uh, Jeremy Hill going to get all he can handle. Uh, so I, I think that's a solid choice if if you're you know looking for somebody who's going to play two games. Um what about Mohamed Sanu as kind of like a dark horse type guy? What if Cincinnati is able to spring the upset on Indy and you get two games out of Sanu? I mean, is that something that you would consider or is that just yeah. – th that is? I, I mean, if you have a, a number of teams here or if you want to go a little bit off the radar. Yeah. Um, you know who another guy I like in this game too, hmm. especially for FFPC scoring, Jermaine Gresham. Yeah, he's been playing really well. He's been playing well. He's been getting targets. Uh, seems like he's getting some looks at the goal line I, uh, or in the end zone. I think he had uh, a touchdown in week 17, if, if uh, you know, correct me if I'm wrong. But I, I, used to, I actually think Gresham and Sanu could be on more teams than you think this weekend because I, I think obviously everybody wants to play Jeremy Hill. Um, but those yeah, – Not everybody. I mean, some people like Gio. Gio's been playing, right? That's another one too. I mean, there's there's a lot of decisions to be made with, with the Bengals. No, nobody is playing Andy Dalton. I, you know, I like those fair-skinned redheads. I know you do, but listen, is there a way – I don't even know if we're going to have this capability. Can we check to see the percentage owned um, of players once the contest, you know, the first game kicks off? Uh, I don't even know. Probably not immediately, um, but I know that we have guys that run in the numbers really quickly. That'll be fun. Yeah. I like to see what percent Andy Dalton's owned. Oh, it'll be contest. not much. I, I, you know, I, I'm sure that's the truth. It'll don't be forget the Bengals' defense either, by the way. Uh, yeah, that's another good one too. Uh, they've been playing, I think they've been playing better. They they kind of lulled. They came on really well. Yeah. Late. So and that's just, you know like if the Bengals lose, like, it, granted it's not a great matchup for their defense, but you know if they lose, it's like oh my defense, I lost my defense. Week. Who cares? Yeah, yeah. exactly. Um, here's a, an important player that I don't know what teams are going to do with him uh, for the playoff challenge. Le'Veon Bell has already been ruled out this weekend for the wild card game against the Ravens. This according to Scott Brown on Twitter. Uh, so it looks like Josh Harris, the undrafted rookie from Wake Forest, is going to get the start. Uh, of course, the Steelers signed Ben Tate this week. Uh, they drafted uh, Dree Archer uh, in the draft this year. He'll get more playing time. <sighs> I think this just means a ton of targets for Antonio Brown. It maybe makes Martavis Bryant like an intriguing guy. Yeah, I mean, if you're just if you have one to pick, you kind of have to take Brown over Bryant, no matter what. I would say, um, Josh Harris. That's interesting. <laughs> would you ever consider? In, the, I mean, in your dream of dreams, hope of hopes. Well, you know, the Josh other Harris, and maybe I, one and done, or maybe two games. No, nah, I mean, you you might get two games. I mean, Pittsburgh is a favorite in this game, uh, but Haloti Nada, remember, he got suspended for using performance enhancing drugs. He's back. They The Ravens have activated him, so he's going to be plugging up the middle for a Ravens rush defense that's looked really good the last month. Um, so I don't think you really can consider Harris at all. I, I just think that for all the, you know, considering that I thought the field would be split on Le'Veon Bell and Antonio Brown at the start of the week, right. then he hyperextends the knee. And now I think it's just going to be all Brown. There's going to be a ton of Antonio Brown teams. The, the Roto world, I actually wrote, read the uh, write-up on that game and they actually had an interesting point about Heath Miller that because Bell is out now that Miller's more likely to stay in block and won't be targeted, targeted as frequently. So I thought that was good. Let's actually talk about Heath Miller here real quick, because that, that is something that Rob put on the rundown. He actually fully participated in practice yesterday as well as today, according to Steelers.com. Um, you know, Heath Miller, it seems like he's sort of the forgotten man. He's never been ultra athletic. He's never really had a pro bowl type year. But he's, he's consistent, and Ben Roethlisberger loves throwing to him, especially in the playoffs. I, I feel like something you know, that, that uh, Heath Miller does really well is find the open spots over the middle and gets those little 8- to 12-yard chunks, and Ben looks for him in the red zone too. So Heath Miller is – and again, point-and-a-half catch for tight ends in, in this contest. I think Heath Miller is an intriguing guy to look at too, So especially if you want to be contrarian and be like, I'm not taking Antonio yeah, Brown. You don't want to take Antonio Brown like everybody else. What about Ben Roethlisberger? What about Shisham? No. <laughs> I, you, I just want to say Shisham. You can, you can pretty much tell me any kicker. Sweet I'm And I'm not going to get excited for him tonight. I just, you know, 
whatever. Is some here? Um, D'Angelo Williams is healthy, Dave, or as healthy as D'Angelo Williams can be in 2015. Come on. We have to talk about him? Yeah, Jonathan Stewart still expected to start against the Cardinals. He's going to receive the bulk of the carries, according to the Charlotte Observer. He will suck. Jonathan Stewart is a starting running back, getting the lion's share of carries at home as a favorite. Yep. So you would think he gets two games. Not a ton of great running backs to choose from. There's certainly some good ones. What if you want to go with a heavy running back team? Um, you know, you go with a DeMarco Murray, uh, CJ Anderson. Lacey. Uh, eh, not Lacey because. Oh, because you have Rodgers on your dumb team? I'm not saying who oh, I have. Oh, I'm sorry. And it's a, not a dumb team, by the way. <laughs> um, but, I mean, Jonathan Stewart as a fourth running back, I think he's another intriguing guy too. Now, what does scare me a little bit is Cam Newton seems like he's – you know, going to be as healthy as he's going to be the rest of the season. And they were actually giving him some goal line stuff, um, you know, in week 17 when they're playing for the division. So Stewart, I don't know if he's going to get anything up close, but again, I think there's a lot of positive signs here that you might want to consider. You know what? You know I'm, I'm going to throw some $200 on Jonathan Stewart and see what happens. <laughs> that just sounded rough. Well, I mean, put $200 on Jonathan Stewart. Well, but, I mean, you, know, you get nine other guys, but yes. Yeah. Yeah, you're making a case. He's really, um, you know, the type of guy that we've always kind of been waiting and waiting and waiting and waiting and waiting, and he he hasn't done anything. And I feel like now he's actually kind of putting up numbers the second half of the year, and nobody seems impressed. Yeah. Nobody seems like, like, oh, we wanted so much more. Like, look, he was never supposed to be Gale Sayers, people. <laughs> well, he was, you know, he was really highly touted. Yeah, but not, I mean, like, life-changing, no you know. Melvin, uh, Melvin Gordon. <laughs> yeah. um, why? I don't know. Oh. Um, Jonathan Stewart, though, I think is a guy that you need to look at if you're uh, predicting the uh, the Panthers uh, moving on past the uh, Arizona Cardinals. Uh, speaking Bruce, of those Cardinals. More obvious guys of Olsen and, uh, and Cam. I think, and or well, Benjamin Cam. too. Benjamin, yeah, yeah, he's been a little. He's actually had a lot of targets the last few weeks. He just hasn't produced that well. Uh, and Brian Lindley is going to be the starting quarterback for the Arizona Cardinals, according to Mike Jarecki from Fox Sports Radio nine ten. What about him? No, <laughs> but I bring this up because if you're thinking about um, playing Michael Floyd this week as uh, as one of your flexes uh, in the playoff challenge, I think that you had better reconsider that. Uh, Carolina's uh, uh, pass defense uh, looking pretty good. And if the Cardinals uh, were to win somehow, I don't think it's going to be because of Michael Floyd going boffo or anything like that. Let me ask you this. Okay. So, yeah, I don't know if there's there's any obvious punt teams, but spoiler alert for my um, lineup later on, I don't have any Cardinals on it. Yeah, I mean, to me, that's the obvious punt team. The over-under is only 38. They're the big dogs. They're only supposed to score like 16 points if you look at the numbers that way. So I think that's the team. You know. And you know what? That's the way Bruce Arians wants it. <laughs> yeah. That's the way he wants to be the underdog painted into a corner. Um, uh, Chris Holland's pointing out the football guys article, which I think was done by Jeff Pesquino. I could be wrong. Forgive me if I'm I'm wrong. Uh, the consensus lineup, uh, is uh, he says, is correct. Uh, Andrew Luck, DeMarco Murray, Marshawn Lynch, Antonio Brown, Demarius Thomas, Jordy Nelson, Eddie Lacy, Greg Olson, Rob Gronkowski, the Cardinals defense, and Justin Tucker. Yep, that is – see, the thing is that – that is absolutely, when you look at it, that looks absolutely right. I guarantee you it won't win. Or you're probably going to be close. You know what I'm Josh just... Josh Harris will be on the lineup or some other clown. Just looking at that. Whether you're in Sproles. Yeah, Chris uh, points out Jordy or Lacey. Not, right. not yeah, both no, of them. Yeah. Um, I, I figured out. Uh, it's, yeah, I'm not going to say anything about my lineup. We'll just leave it at that <laughs> for right now. Uh, final note. so intrigued about you. Yeah, I, well, hey, listen. Do you want to win or do you want to <laughs> listen to people other than me? You know, those are the don't two. Give, don't give people those, those, those are the two choices presented. <laughs> like, uh, yeah, we're gonna have whoever wins this on in, in mid February, and they're gonna say, "Yeah, I I, uh, I downloaded this podcast. This guy Eric Balkman. I listened to his advice. I copied his lineup, and that was the one that won." And then I find out that you guys actually want me to come on the show. I didn't even realize that's <laughs> what show was asking me to come on. Oh, so. Yeah. Uh, Dwayne Allen actually fully participated in practice yesterday, uh, Dave, uh, this according to Colts.com. So now you look at Allen apparently healthy enough uh, to be a force. Kobe Fleener's out there, T.Y. Hilton, Reggie Wayne, a lot of miles to feed in Indy, and I know a lot of people were kind of targeting that Indy uh, tight end position for their lineup, for their roster. Yeah. Now I don't know if it's something you can Didn't look we toward. we just have this discussion like about Fleener? Not that long ago, where you were touting Dwayne, Here's, Crappy Allen, and Fleener right, went off. Right. here. Okay. First, I that's, didn't have a chance to talk crap to you about how smart I was in that play, and you were incorrect. Allen wasn't healthy. 
That's why Fleener went off. But and, he's still and, and we were talking about it from a dynasty perspective. We weren't talking about well, it from just proves how good. He all right, listen. <laughs> if 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 the discussion was about bulky, which one do you want in week 17 in a meaningless game with T.Y. Hilton inactive? Then you're right. You know what? You won that, my friend. I don't recall exactly how the conversation. Maybe um, I mis- misperceived it. And, I, and 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 if I did come off strongly on Dwayne Allen, I I want to say like, look, you love him. I like him, but I certainly don't like him. Like him? I don't like him. Like him? Uh-huh. Not not that much over Fleener. I would cheat on Dwayne Allen with Kobe Fleener, <laughs> depending upon the situation. I have no problem with Luckily that. Touch that comment. Um, we uh we are going to bring on tonight's guest now, Dave. Uh, I have a. Uh, short bio on him here if i can why do you look away from the the sheet of paper when you're going to because it was tough for me rob put it in a really weird place (laughs) in the studio for me to grab talking about the paper he started playing high stakes fantasy football 10 years ago and experienced pretty consistent success his biggest victory was winning a thousand dollar entry league he moved over to the ffpc five years ago and has been playing solely in the football guys players championship until this year when he played in 12 FFPC draft expert leagues. The results of those leagues proving that he is, in fact, not a draft expert at all. He was actually a miserable failure in those endeavors. But maybe the failure that he experienced in those drafts prepared him for the six drafts that he had later uh, for in the entries in the Football Guys Players Championship, as four of those six were in the hunt right up until the end, and two of them made the championship round. One of them beat out more than 7,000 other teams to win the 2014 Football Guys Players Championship, as well as a $300,000 purse. Please welcome Jim Seipel to the show. Happy New Year, champ. Happy New Year to you guys. Thanks. Thanks for having me on. Oh, we're very excited. Anytime we get a 300,000 air uh, on on the show, <laughs> of course, uh, you know, we, we have two hosting it every week. Um, I, I'm slightly on the lower end of the $3,000 uh, side. There's <laughs> a little bit more on the higher one. But it's very exciting how you got your money, uh, Jim. Uh, before we talk about uh, the the magical run that you had in the Football Guys Players Championship uh, this past year, uh, when, when you're not playing fantasy football, what are you doing for a living? I'm a high school math teacher. Oh, that's awesome. Oh, that is fantastic. See, I usually try and ask questions about your profession, but I'm – and not that I'm poor at math, but there's nothing I can ask you that would, you know, be, you know, I, there's just nothing literally right. I can. What is calculus exactly anyway? Right. I never quite figured it out. Yeah, um, Jim, let me ask you this: Did did any of your yeah. students know about, um, you know, sort of what you were chasing the last few weeks of uh, of the NFL season? I, there was one of my students that uh, you know had intimate knowledge as to you know what what was happening, um, you know, towards the end because uh, he had asked me some fantasy football questions earlier on in the year and uh so yeah he was he was quite amazed and i think i showed a couple of my classes um as we were finishing up before break um you know what i was potentially playing for because at that time i think i was in second place before those uh thursday games kicked off for that final week so i i posted up on the up on the screen what i was playing for and they 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 just looked at that in amazement like what (laughs) That's awesome. They probably want a pizza party now or something. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Jim, I have a question. So did, 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 is there any problem with the, like the school board or anything? You know, you're, are you like, okay, announcing that you're this, you know, the big winner of the championship? I, I, I think so. I don't think there's any problem with that. <laughs> well, we're going to find it's out. Legal. Shortly. It's legal, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, it absolutely is. 100%. We, we're actually big with math teachers. We have a big math teacher listener uh, demographic. Oh, I don't know why. We do. Oh, it's huge. It's, <laughs> I mean, like, we, and we always get these weird emails about, um, you know, uh, the, uh, uh, what, what do you call it? The, um, the parentheses exponent multiplication, the order of operations, oh, yeah. tons of emails oh, yeah, about yeah. that. Doesn't, doesn't really make much sense. And they're not usually funny, yeah. but I know we have math teachers listening in every week. Sure. Well, let me, so Jim, let me tell you, when I look at the message boards on uh, the FFPC, there's some, there's some serious statistical geeks there um, that make my head spin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, those guys can crunch numbers. I mean, some of the people who run Excel, they run all those, like Wayne Ellis has that weird Excel yeah. document that I just look at it with amazement. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, Wayne Ellis has gotten massive biceps from carrying that thing around from live draft to live draft. I don't even, I mean, he's what it's not, it's not even math that he uses in there. It's some other weird science that, uh, that we have no idea 
uh, what he's doing. But uh, very excited uh, that we have a math teacher that wins $300,000, Dave. Yeah. So, uh, Jim, let me ask you, before the season, uh, what sort of results did you have in the Football Guys Players Championship? Um, pretty much uh, basically just a break-even player. Um, and I'd do well enough to, you know, win a, a league here or second place there and uh, to, to break even. But I never cashed in any of the championship rounds uh, in previous years. But uh, just basically break even. Even Steven. I like that. But that was all yep. before uh, you, you found Fantasy Nirvana this year in winning uh, the Football Guys Players Championship, Jim. And let's talk a little bit about uh, the uh, the league that won or the, the team in the league that won the title. You were actually picking yep. ninth uh, in that league. Uh, you ended up not taking this is again, I, 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 I know people are like, oh, let, you know, we always ask the tight end question, but people want to know this when they get e when we get emails. It's always asking about the tight end because of the unique scoring. So I'm going to ask you this. Sure. Um, you waited till the end of the seventh round uh, to take a tight end. You got Charles Clay uh, in the eighth round, early eighth. You took Travis Kelsey. So what can you say about the merits of grabbing a couple of upside tight ends to play matchups with your starter every week? Rather than spending a high pick on, you know, Jimmy Graham, Rob Gronkowski, Julius Thomas, whoever it would be, uh, rather than, you know, grabbing one of those guys early, what can you say about how uh, waiting for the upside guy in the mid-rounds worked out for you? Yeah, um, I, I kind of view that decision a lot like quarterbacks. You know, either some, you're going to take a, a quarterback early or you're going to wait until, you know, later. I, I kind of view that, you know, as similar decisions. And uh, I, I typically stay away from tight ends. Uh, until sixth, seventh, eighth round, um, I'm not as consistent with quarterbacks. Sometimes I'll get a little itchy and grab a quarterback early. But uh, obviously, in this draft, I was I was disciplined to stay away from uh, tight ends and quarterbacks until uh, until much later. Um, and obviously, Travis Kelsey turned out to be uh, quite a find. Yeah, Kelsey was so great late, wasn't he? Walking? Yeah, he was fantastic. I'm kind of curious as to where he's going to go in drafts next year, given his, you know. Yep. Um, where would, Jim, where would you take Kelsey next year? What do you think? I I think he's going to be, you know, top five. Um, I, I, you know, I would see him going in any FFPC uh, draft, you know, third, fourth round. Yeah, that's, that's usually where they go, like the tight end fives. You know, like you get those first yep. two or three guys and then right around there. Especially given if yep. the Chiefs pull a, a, a 20, uh, 2014 Cleveland Browns act where they need receivers desperately and don't take any, and then it's just Travis <laughs> right. Kelsey and Jamal Charles <laughs> there again next year, then it could go even higher. I mean, we'll have to see. It's obviously, yep. you know, th there's a lot of stuff that's going to happen between uh, now and then uh, to figure that out. Sure. So, Jim, how did you spend the final weekend of football? I mean, you were in second place. Um you know, you see, you saw your team put up over 200 points in weeks 14 or 15, and you, and you knew you had at least a decent chance, probably better than anyone except for the guy in first. Um, so, how did you spend yeah. that weekend? Well, you know, I, I dropped to seventh place by Sunday morning because I didn't have anybody playing in uh, the Thursday or Saturday games. Um, but I went over to a buddy's house and and we we played the Direct TV NFL ticket, you know. <laughs> Uh, yeah. video game going back and forth from which I normally don't do um, but I, I came over to his place and I had a, a cheat sheet of all the top 20 teams and every player that was remaining on those top 20 teams and uh, um, basically saw my clean kind of team kind of climb up um, towards you know the, the top and I thought I had a really good chance of finishing top five as, as the games went later in the day um, and then by Sunday night I had uh, both Lynch and the Seattle defense going, and um, then then I started thinking, wow, I, I really have a good chance at top five, um, especially if I can get a, a, a decent enough lead um, after the Sunday night game because I didn't have anybody playing in Monday night's game, and many guys had at least one or two players. So I figured I, I needed a, a big lead to be able to hold on to top five. And, boy, when that game started and um, one of my buddies jokingly said, hey, that wasn't Lynch that carried that first carry for, for Seattle. I was like, yeah, right. Nice joke. And we all turned around and looked at the TV. <laughs> he was on the sideline and uh, <laughs> with a tummy ache. <laughs> oh, man, that was and, rough. And, and my, my tummy started aching as well. But obviously, <laughs> the, the, the rest is history after that earthquake two run. Um, 
one of my one of my buddies grabbed me and he he said that's a quarter of a million dollar run for you. Um, <laughs> yes, that is so, awesome. So they were all convinced it was over. You know, they would look at my laptop and look at the leaderboard and say, "It's done. It's over." I'm like, "No, no. Don't say that. You know, weird things happen." <laughs> so the next yeah. morning I got up and and I wrote down I looked at the leaderboard and I, I studied it all the way down to the top 100, and I realized, oh my gosh, <laughs> a, a yeah. miracle would have to happen uh, for me to drop to second. Um, there was really only one guy that could have caught me, and it was somebody that had both Hill and Sanders playing in Monday night's game, and he was 73 points down. I mean, that's that's doable. Right. Bell and Beckham had done that a couple times. Uh, in the previous two weeks. Um, so I had to sweat that, but I called a bunch of buddies and, and invited them to a sports bar and we had dinner and drinks and um, yeah, it was uh, quite amazing. <laughs> That's awesome. That was a big first. Yeah. Wayne Ferguson. Oh yeah. Wayne Ferguson. Yeah. We, we have still have yet to get on the show. Yeah. I blame you for that. I'm, I'll, I'll hit up big Ferg Okay. next month. You know, but I mean, uh, Jim, not to kind of dwell on this, but I, I'm, I just love hearing these in the moment stories. Y you have the elation of watching the earthquake earthquake two run with Marshawn Lynch, yeah. where you're just, you know, you just got to be smacking your own butt. Like you're a jockey <laughs> on a horse telling Lynch <laughs> to get all the way to the end zone. And then, uh, you know, so you're very excited about that. And then the next night, he a uh, Ferg, a uh, big Ferg had both uh, Jeremy Hill and Emmanuel Sanders. I do believe they each had two touchdowns. I mean, they yeah, both Hill, had, Hill had yeah. 85 yards, like right out of the game. Yeah. I mean, and so watching that, especially when, when you're thinking like, Oh my, you know, you don't want to say it out loud, but you're thinking like, Oh my God, it is going to be almost impossible for me to lose this. I mean, what, what were going, what was going through your mind in, in both those instances, the Lynch run and then watching Hill and Sanders start to crush it. Yeah. Um, very, very nerve wracking. Um, you know, I, I, those in the fantasy circles would look at those numbers and say, ain't no way, ain't no way. There's no way uh, that C.J. Anderson's going to get 56 points. There's no way that, that Connor Barth is going to get 42 points. You know, you, you look at all those numbers and then you think, oh, my gosh, the, the Denver defense, um, the guy in second place had Denver's defense. Um, they needed 36 points. And in the first three minutes of the ball game, they have a pick six. And I'm like, Oh my gosh. So they, they already have 17 points or something like that. Um, yeah. I'm thinking, Oh goodness. I'm, I'm yeah, I was sweating it, but as the game rolled on and things started settling down, it, it looked better and better. I mean, champagne was ordered at halftime. So <laughs> <laughs> it was looking pretty good. <laughs> That's awesome. And then he called in six. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, I'm yeah. over. <laughs> By my calculations, no, I did a little no too work. much celebrating we're, last night. Yeah, we were already on break, so I had no work. Oh, perfect uh, issues. See, I'm so stupid. Plus, plus, yeah. I don't drink that much, so um, you know, just one little glass of champagne was pretty much all I did. Um, but yeah, it was uh, it was a fun evening, and uh, and then I had to uh, jump on a plane the next morning and uh, go down to Florida for a little vacation. And I've been nice. sick the whole time, so I really haven't had a chance, chance to enjoy this. <laughs> that's, that's fantastic. We, we are talking with uh, Jim Seipel, the uh, 2014 Football Guys Players Championship winner. He won $300,000 and was rewarded with a nasty cold in Florida. But we're so glad yeah. you're on the show tonight, Jim. Uh, okay, so obviously the story of the playoffs, the story of how high-stakes leagues really were won this year uh, was Odell Beckham. And on October 8th yeah. for the – low, low bargain of 53 of your $1,000 bidding dollars, you acquired Odell Beckham. Um, talk a little bit about uh, kind of what you remember hearing from, you know, high stakes players, high, uh, you know, fantasy football analysts, what they were saying about Beckham back when you picked him up and when, you know, your team name that, that, um, you know, yeah. that one Roger go, I don't even know how to pronounce it. Roger Godell's the bomb, which obviously is a yeah. play on both Roger Goodell and Odell Beckham, Dave. Um, yeah. But uh, when did you change the, the team name to that? Yeah. Um, I look back at the football guys' uh, recommendations, and in week five they had recommended um, Odell Beckham. I didn't pick up on that at that point, uh, and, and their recommendation was like 1% to 5% of your bidding bucks, and I didn't pull the trigger then. 
the next week they were recommending him for 12 to 25 percent. Well, I, I didn't even have 10 percent of my budget left at that time. <laughs> so I'm thinking, okay, I'll just I'll throw something out there, and uh, obviously $353 was enough. So obviously that was that was quite lucky and uh, um, was you know a key to my my whole championship run. Um, but the team name, I, I'd named all my teams um, with my nickname, Sipes, and then my team's quarterback. Um, so Sipes J, Sipes Cam, Sipes Ben. But as the season went on with this team, I got more and more frustrated with Jay, Jay Cutler. And when we started the championship round, I thought, i got, I got to get rid of this Sipes J. So I, I figured I'd try to incorporate Odell Beckham's name, and I'm thinking, oh, my God, uh, Roger Goodell. I mean, right there. You know, it's a perfect match. So um, math teacher's not really creative, so I I thought I was pretty decent in being creative to come up with that name. But uh, <laughs> Yeah, I, I mean, I, I think that that was the only – I mean, I, I haven't seen anybody um, match Roger Goodell and Odell Beckham yet, but that makes a lot of sense. I think there's a proof for that somewhere that you can yeah. actually <laughs> – you know, and that's that's how it was discovered. Something like that. Yeah, yeah. I'm not a math guy, Dave. I was told there would be no math tonight. That's why Balky majored in journalism, there, Jim. I was a double majored. You oh, always, yeah, you like, always slight I'm, me. That's all right. And we're also ready. Yes, all forms of entertainment. Look, Balky. I'm going to be paying for that degree for the next 30 years. So don't don't <laughs> slight really me on that. GPA, by the way. In college, I did. Yes. In high school, I did not. Let's move on. So, Jim, you didn't. Uh, you said you didn't have a whole lot of luck playing in some of the FFPC draft experts leagues uh, this year. But how did they help you prepare for your uh, football guys' leagues? They were really expensive um, mock drafts is really what it turned out to be. I, I, I came into the season not really prepared. Um, you know, in previous seasons, I would pour over stuff uh, over the summer and, uh, you know, read as much as I could. This, for whatever reason, this year fantasy football started and I was completely unprepared. And, um you know, obviously with those draft experts, um, I was not one of those draft experts. And uh, so I think they were just, you know, $35, $77 mock drafts for me. Um, but I think I did a pretty decent job when the uh, the, the FPC drafts came around. Um, and like I said, I had, you know, some pretty pretty decent teams, a 9-2, and two, an 8-3, and three, a 7-4, and four, a 6-5. and five, And ironically, my best team was – this team, um, which ended up four and seven, but I easily made the playoffs as the fourth seed, um, and then to squeak through the playoffs with uh, uh, two three-point victories, um, you know, to and that's what jumped me into the championship round. Uh, otherwise, I, I wouldn't have been there at the end. Yeah, you so, think about that yeah. too. If you're, for everybody out there who wants to give up on their season after like week seven or week eight. You're, you finish the season at four and seven. You win yep. by less than three points in the league semifinals. You win the championship yep. game in your league by less than three points. You move on to the championship round. And I believe I wanted to say you were in something like 700 and something place. That team was in like 700 something place coming in uh, to week 14. You put up over 200 in week 14. You put up over uh, 200 in week 15. You put up over 180. I think you ended up with like a 186 or something in, in week 16. This, this anything is possible. We've seen it yeah. time and time again, especially in the FFPC and the Football Guys Players Championship. I mean, there's just so much crazy stuff that happens, and uh, we we crown a four and seven team with three hundred thousand dollars this year, Dave. Yeah. Just simply unbelievable, and and we're glad to do it. Jim Seipel is yeah. that uh, player we're talking about. He won three hundred thousand dollars for winning the Football Guys Players Championship this year. And Jim, you, uh, in the same way that you acquired Odell Beckham. And he crushed it for you late in the season. A guy who really crushed it for you all season was Le'Veon Bell. You get him at the uh, ninth pick in the third round. Talk a little bit about uh, why you liked him coming into this season. And if there's any player, I mean, as we look forward to 2015, uh, that you see some similarities in uh, that you think could be an undervalued running back that uh, that ends up being a top three guy next year. Mm -hmm. um, you know, in hindsight, um, and actually I remember it pretty well, as the draft was going on, uh, you know, I've got Le'Veon Bell going way earlier, and I'm like, what's going on? And, you know, in the third round, 
first pick, second pick, third pick. No one's picking Bell, and I'm thinking he must have broken his leg in practice today. So I did a little research, and no, nothing happened. And uh, so I, in hindsight, now that it's all over, I went back and I, I realized that two minutes before our draft started, news came out about Wes Welker being suspended. And with Bell's marijuana use or whatever he had going on, I think a lot of guys in our draft just said, okay, I'm going to stay away from Bell. Um, that along with, uh, you know, there were three quarterbacks taken before my third-round pick, four tight ends. I thought there was a reach in Chris Johnson. And then uh, the two guys ahead of me went uh, three consecutive wide receivers, um, which worked out really well for one guy who finished top, you know, first in the league. But um, with all of that, I think that's how I hit Le'Veon Bell. I'm just looking for best available. And at the third round, ninth pick, he was definitely the best available. So, yeah, it was a, a no-brainer pick for me. Um, in terms of a guy that I would target next year, um, I'd be better off giving you guys that I wouldn't, like Stacy and Gerhardt, <laughs> guys mm, that I had yeah. on a couple other teams uh, that were just a – uh, bad news, but, um, um, I, I really couldn't tell you, um, that's, that's really part broken. of the research that I need to do more work on. <laughs> well, listen, we're having a, 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 calculating math teacher on the show tonight, Dave. And, and I, I know he sees all the angles pun intended. Of course, that's really geometry. Mm -hmm. That's not math. Geometry is math. Yeah. No, but you know what I mean? Jim, what, what math courses do you teach? I, I have not taught, taught geometry forever. Um, I think I taught it maybe 30 <laughs> years ago. But uh, I've primarily been a, an algebra teacher the past uh, 10 or 15 years. Um, I enjoy working with um, the younger freshmen uh, that are taking algebra, um, enjoy the, the topic. Um, um, so, yeah, basically algebra. And I also teach pre-calculus, um, which is before calculus, obviously by definition, um, but then again, everything is pre-calculus. Um, if you think about it, what is calculus? I don't know. <laughs> you know, when you're taking it, you have an idea, but once, you know, once you get out of it and, and, you know, you teach the, the courses before you, you kind of lose what it's all about. And, uh, um, it's all about finding limits and, and that kind of thing and differentiating and, um, that's about all I could tell you. <laughs> I found my limit. My limit was calculus. Well, you know, I it's took pre-calc, yeah. and then I'm I, like, I as, said, I'm not taking it anymore. You know, my my Jim, my father was a um, he graduated with a mathematics degree, and he actually has has taught some college level um, uh, calculus uh, at some of the universities here in, in Wisconsin. And the thing is, with him, he's really big into math. So when I was a kid, he saved all of his college math textbooks and all these calculus books. And I remember opening one of the calculus books. I don't know how old I was, like eight or nine or something like that. I'm like, how in the heck am I ever going to understand any of this? And you know what? Yeah. I still don't understand it. I never learned it when I was in high school. Or anything. I still don't get it. It's so, I mean, beyond me, but clearly you're thinking on a whole uh, other level here that, that, uh, that you won $300,000 uh, playing fantasy football. And we do have a couple of emails for you tonight from some listeners that wanted to pick your brain. Okay. Uh, the first one is Ron in New York, New York. Congrats, champ. I noticed that your $300,000 team actually had a 4-7 and seven record going into the league playoffs. When was the first time you truly thought that this team had a shot to win the whole contest. That's Ron in New York, New York. Uh, what do you say, uh, Jim? What, at what point did you think that this team could uh, cash you a six-figure prize? You know, I, I, I came into the championship round, as, as you mentioned, like 650, I think, I think it was. And I had a good first week. That week 14 was really good. And I jumped up to, up to like 50th place. And at that point, I was just thinking, man, if I could just stay in the top 100 and get, uh, what is it, $1,000, I would be thrilled. But then after the next week, when I was the top-scoring team in week 15, and I jumped up to second, I'm like, holy smokes, this is, this is looking. So I, I would say in week 15 is when I thought, I got a good shot here. And, uh, but still knowing that you know, crazy things happen, you know, my team could have laid an egg in, in week 16, and I could have dropped down to, you know, 30th or 80th, um, real easily. Um, but yeah, it was, it was after week 15, I realized this, I got a shot at this. Can you ask you a follow-up? 
So how was your, how was that week between week 15 and 16, that whole, you know, that week, what did you do all week? Just pretty much look at, you know, Roto World or football guys and just be like, oh, just, you know, just go over your lineup again and again, even though it was probably yeah. already set. Yeah. Well, let me, let me tell you when, uh, I think when the Monday night game was over, um, that was the Monday night game where Jay Cutler kind of laid an egg, but in garbage time, right? Am I thinking that correctly? Week 15? Yeah, Cutler had a normal game. Yeah. Um, <laughs> he was terrible. Once, once that, oh, I'm, oh yeah, Cutler was, he was awful. It was, <laughs> but when the, the next morning, when news came out that he had been benched, I was so thrilled. And I don't care who my backup quarterback was. I was so thrilled because I was going to have to make a decision between those two guys. Um, so that took one of my decisions away. I had another what I thought to be a tough decision between uh, Seattle's defense or Denver's or, or Detroit's defense. Uh, obviously, I went with with uh, Seattle's defense, and I knew I was going to have a decision at my um, second flex position, um, which I missed on again, uh, going with Kenny Stills, but it only cost me a few points, and obviously didn't cost me um, the three hundred thousand. So. Yeah, I was just hanging in there, waiting for, waiting for the Thursday games and the Saturday games to get over and and get to Sunday. <clears throat> Jim, Jim, that kind of leads into this uh, second email we have from you. This is or for you. This is from Steve in Akron, Ohio. Dear Jim, were you ever close to screwing up your chances for the three hundred K by making the wrong lineup decision, or did you actually make any bad calls that Odell Beckham and the rest of your team were still able to overcome? That's Steve in Akron, Ohio. Jim. Um, are there any lineup decisions that I don't even know if you've looked back at this. Maybe you're just like, you know what? I won. I'm not going to wreck, wreck my brain about this anymore. But do you remember any uh, lineup decisions that, that you were close to, uh, to maybe making a bad call on? I'm a math guy. So I have analyzed this from every different angle. Um, <laughs> no, I, I, I've got all the numbers right in front of me. I think, I think um, in hindsight, what I, what I was worst at was in my playoffs, week 12 and 13. Um, I left so many points on my bench, um, you know, and, and that almost cost me winning the championship, which obviously would have cost me the, the 300,000. Um, I think once the championship round came around, um, the decisions were maybe a little clearer, although I started Cutler and Tannehill got 15 more. And then I started Tannehill and Cutler got 10 more, um, in the weeks 14 and 15. Um, so that, that didn't help, but I think my biggest, my biggest problems were in the, in the playoffs week 12 and 13 were, um, and I can't, I, I don't know if I can put my finger on exactly. Well, Landry scored 18 more points than whoever I had starting, um, which it looks like I had Deshaun Jackson starting and, uh, Landry put up 18 more points than him. Um, so little, which, which is decision. so crazy, right? But I mean, it's so crazy. I mean, you talk about the Tannehill and Cutler thing in weeks 14 and 15, where you left points in your bench, you still put up over 200 points in both those weeks. It's, I mean, it's That's just, pretty, it's pretty insane, much. uh, yeah. how good that, that, that team yeah. really was, um, you know, looking yeah. back on it. Uh, Jim, shifting focus uh, to next year and knowing what we know now, which obviously is not a whole lot, we're dealing with a limited amount of information, uh, but give us one player that you want to make sure you get on your team uh, for uh, 2015 and one player you're going to stay away from in drafts next year. Ooh, I'm going to try to stay away from the, the players on, on bad teams and bad offenses. Um, those seem to be the ones that, that took me down in other leagues. Um, in terms of guys that I would target, um, I think I got to be loyal to my, my guys that won me 300,000. Um, I'd go for Des again. I would go for Bell. Obviously I'd, I'd, I'd take Bell first round. That's probably a no brainer for people. Um, Beckham, uh, you know, is he going to go first next year? Um, I think there's a real possibility. Um, you know, for guys that have had him on the, on their team and um, have demonstrated, you know, what he did. Um, I mean, you'd have to be, I don't know. What do you think? Do you think he's going to go first round or top five? Well, we've talked about on this show, there's already, were you saying it was on the football guys message board, Dave, that there was a thread about Beckham going number one overall? 
Yeah, I mean, the guy was just trying to get a lot of people to post on it, which they did. Yeah. Um, trying to raise his old football guy's clout score. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. It's like, we this one. Dude. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, yeah, I think he's he definitely can be a first rounder. I think he's a first rounder for sure. Yeah. You know what's, what'll be interesting, Jim? You should save your roster this year and then look back at uh, after drafts uh, this coming year and see how many first rounders you had on this team. Well, that's that was the worst. That helps yeah. you. Uh, that helps you win 300,000. How could I ever put a team like this together <laughs> again? <Yeah. laughs> Uh, well, that's good stuff. Uh, Dave, would you like to uh, to ask uh, your favorite question that, that uh, we get to ask uh, all the people that come on the show that win? <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, no. So, Jim, this is my favorite question. Um, $100,000, uh, what are you going to do with the money? Oh, goodness. Um, based <laughs> on being sick the past two weeks, I've just been trying to get healthy. But um, I, I think I – think, um, a couple of years ago, I started thinking about you know making that 32 uh, baseball stadium trip around the U.S. Um, I, th- I think I may have to pull the trigger on that pretty soon. Nice. Um, maybe That's this awesome. summer would be a good summer to do that. Um, we have an extra long summer break because of some construction that's going to be starting at our school. Uh, it's going to push back our start time. So I'm going to have an extra long summer. So I, I could comfortably just hop in my car and go from stadium to stadium and, and have a nice, nice long summer and not have to worry about, um, you know, finances. Well, I'll tell you what, Jim, when you, uh, if you were able to visit uh, Miller park in Milwaukee, up in Milwaukee, mm-hmm. if in the earlier part of the summer before we're dated with work with drafts and everything, you let us know because, uh, I would love to have the opportunity not only to meet you and take in a Brewers game with you, but actually bring Dave with me and show him actually what baseball is. <laughs> Yeah, you can buy us a <laughs> <laughs> that's actually a very that's cre- a very creative uh, uh way to spend the money one of one of the more creative yeah. ones uh for jim seipel our, our guest tonight on the high stakes fantasy football hour uh jim listen man congratulations thanks so much uh for coming on the show uh really big win that's 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 so awesome uh you you, you sound like a great guy and and uh you, you should have a lot of fun spending it, uh, you know, going to all the baseball stadiums. That's something I would like to do someday as well. Um, uh, we'll see you next year. Uh, hopefully you, you want to try to defend the belt and uh, try Absolutely. to win back to back with it. So uh, we want to wish you the best uh, and uh, thanks for coming on and good luck next year and stay in touch. We're going to, we're going to hook up for that Brewers game. Sure. Certainly uh, guys. Thanks for having me. Have a happy new year. And uh, I'll be, I'll be chatting with you later. That sounds great. Jim Seipel, he's uh, $300,000 richer and uh, has a really bad cough. <laughs> That's fantastic. Good story. Yeah, good, really good guy. Uh, really good stuff uh, to, to have him on the show. Uh, I, was, I, I never get sick of hearing all the stories about, you know, sweating it out and, and celebrating. And, oh, God, so great. It's why we play. It is why we play. Um, anyway, we're uh, going to get into uh, the next subject of People playing the world famous FFPC football guys playoff challenge. Now, Dave, we probably, I only want to dedicate about 10 minutes to this. So I, All right. we'll, we'll try wow, to fly through this. How would you like to do this? Would you like to talk about my roster in, in its entirety first or yours? Or how do you want to do this? Um, you know, what do you think? What do you think is the most entertaining? I'll tell you what, let's, let's go through my roster first. Okay. I'm, I'm just, I'm going to go right down the list and tell you exactly who I have. And then you can let me know what you think. Now, what sucks is that Chris Holland actually posted the consensus lineup from, you know, the football guys had in the strategy article. Mine is kind of close to the consensus lineup. But as Chris said, as Chris said, you're not going to win with consensus, and I do not have consensus. So leading things off at quarterback, I have Andrew Luck as my quarterback, my Colts representative. In the backfield, I went with two running backs. They are DeMarco Murray and C.J. Anderson. Those are my two running backs. Uh, I went with a trio of receivers. Antonio Brown, Calvin Johnson, and Randall Cobb, which I think is probably, eh, I don't want to say my most surprising pick, but that's probably the first one you'll ask me about, or not. I don't know. I went with two tight ends, Rob Gronkowski and Greg Olson. Uh, And then, of course, my kicker is Justin Tucker. And the defense and special teams is the Seattle football Seahawks. So just Mm. going down the roster once again, uh, Andrew Luck, C.J. Anderson, DeMarco Murray in the backfield, the wideouts, Brown, Cobb, Calvin, Tight ends are Gronk and Olsen, kickers, Tucker, and the defense is the Seattle Seahawks. Um, just to, just to, before you get into this, Lance, just uh, sports betting man just posted, uh, who do you have as the teams playing the most games? I have everybody on this list 
uh, playing two games except for Calvin. I have him losing the first round. Justin Tucker, I have them losing the first round. Um, and I have Randall Cobb and Rob Gronkowski meeting in the Super Bowl. So I have three games for the Packers, three games for the Patriots. So when it's double points, you think you, you like you have Cobb and Gronk kind of right. so doing that thing. The, and the, 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 this is how I look at it, just very briefly. Gronk, obviously – we have, 10, we have 10 minutes. By far, but I want to get to your roster too. By far and away, the, the best tight end in the league this year, and even by a bigger, wider margin in the playoffs, he's the best tight end. Right. You get the point and a half per catch. I feel like he is just going to go boffo. Yes, I'll grant you, Gronk. Okay. Right. The Cobb pick. Um, now, a lot of people would pick Rodgers, Lacey, or Jordy. The reason I went Cobb is because he's actually been getting a lot of targets. Um, the, the well, I mean, really, the majority of the season, but Rodgers has been looking to him a lot. And remember, Aaron Rodgers came out and said, because you know Cobb is a free agent after this year, that he wants Randall Cobb on this team, that he's an important part of this football team, and he keeps going to him. And I feel like if you're Aaron Rodgers, what's the easiest way to make sure this guy stays in Green Bay? Throw it to him with everything on the line, and that's what Rodgers is going to do, and he's going to pump a lot of, of football's Cobb's way. And I think that Jordy, again, you look at the second round if the Packers win. They go to Seattle, and who do you think Richard Sherman's going to cover? Randall Cobb? or Jordy Nelson. Sherman is really good at shutting down those big, fast receivers on the outside. Cobb plays a lot on the inside, so I think that Cobb would be the beneficiary of that, which is why I picked him there, and he's my little sharky play there. All right. No, I, I can deal with that. But So do you, how many games do you think Luck's going to play? He's your quarterback. Two. I have him for two, and I feel like because they don't have a, a good running game in Indy, that his two games, it, literally everything's going to be flowing through him. I don't know if Fleener or Allen or Hilton or Wayne, I don't know who's going to have the big game, but I know whoever it is, it's going to be Andrew Luck throwing them the ball. So I feel good with two, getting two games from Luck there. What's the line in that game? I was trying to just look it up. But I, you know. Oh, the, the, the Colts-Chiefs uh, game? <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. No, the, the Colts-Bengals. No, I mean, um, I'm, I'm going to look it up right now. I thought it was like three and a half. Does that sound right? Or was that? Yeah, three play. and a half. So, I mean, yeah, okay. I don't know. I'm a little. I'm a little concerned that they lose that game. I mean, there's a chance. You know, they're only three and a half point favorites. They can. Right. You know, you could be a one and done quarterback. Your team's up. I am staking my claim to Andrew Luck. I don't think they lose that game, and I think he throws for 300 plus yards in two games. So that's right. that's why I'm going with Luck. All right. Thanks. So that's my lineup, aka the winner. <laughs> Use it, people. It's gonna cash. So how many how many games do you think Seattle plays? Just like two. Two. Yeah. Okay. I have them well, losing, losing an NFC Championship to the Packers. To the Packers. Do you don't have any concerns about Rogers' ankle? Plenty. <laughs> But I have more about his calf. No, here's the thing. I don't. Oh, yeah, people people ask me this, like you know, Seattle's defense is really coming together now. It seems like they're playing how they were at the end of last season when they won it all. I don't have any rationale for saying, you know, I don't really have a good concrete reason why Green Bay is going to go to Seattle and beat them. Obviously, they, they lost two of them in Seattle to kick off the season. But I'm glad Lance is in the chat room tonight because I am trusting my instinct on this one. I just got a feeling. I got a feeling the Packers are going to the Super Bowl. I can't, I can't, I don't have any, you know, right. stats to back it up. It's your gut. It's my gut. And Calvin, uh, he could be one and done. So you think he's going to have a big game? I do. Uh, in that game, I think th that Detroit Dallas game is going to be off the chain with scoring. And okay. I, and I feel like Calvin is going to be, uh, if Detroit's going to hang with Dallas, it's going to be piping it to him all game. So I, I could see like a eight, nine, 10 catch game. Uh, you know, 130, 140 yards and a couple of touchdowns. So I, I'm hoping for big things, but expecting a good game. All right. Yeah, that's cool. I, I, uh, nice job. Should we get to yours? The second place team? <laughs> yeah, the second place. All right. Um, so I took a good seven minutes to make this lineup. So this is, this is, a, this is a real money lineup. The, these are the ones that, that usually win. Um, I took Russell Wilson at quarterback. I have, uh, I think Seattle goes all the way again and actually has a chance to repeat, but as long as he gets to the Super Bowl, right. you know, that's great. Uh, I took Lacey at running back. Don't have confidence in Rogers, uh, calf, calf, um, and, they, you know, they've been running a lot. He's been getting a lot of red zone rushing. Uh, DeMarco Murray's kind of a, a, an easy pick. I went with him. Antonio Brown is another one that I consider an easy one. I went with T.Y. Hilton for the Colts. I don't have a lot of confidence in them, but I think he's the guy that gets the most targets. Um, this is one where I wasn't so sure on, but I, I did go with Demarius Thomas over C.J. Anderson. Uh, he, he has those potential to have those 33, 35-point type games. So I think he had, represents some upside, and I think he'll be a little bit lesser owned than uh, Anderson. Then I did go Gronk Olsen. I think those are – I think you could go – I mean, Olsen's not – you know, you could go away from him and go with the wide receiver. But I, I just like Olsen. You know, he's getting the point and a half. Gronk's an obvious pick. I think the Patriots have probably the best chance, you know, because of the seeding to go to the Super Bowl. Um, so he's a, a great pick for that area. Um, Tucker, I took as kicker because he is a good kicker. They like to kick, and I think they're going to lose. And the Bengals' defense, I took 
again, because I, I actually, so I left, the, I left the Lions off because I think the Lions are going to lose. Mm-hmm. I think it could be a high scoring game, but I don't know for sure Calvin's going to get it done or Cecil Short, you know, Cecil Shorts. If I'm, yeah, I'm not, I'm not I'm big not, on not, Cecil Shorts this game. All right. I'm not even drinking time. I'm like, I just, off. you know, I feel Shut like, off. you know, call you're me. You're the one who put Charles in an email. <laughs> yes. The, the email to what? A, a few thousand people subscribing. Yeah, yeah. Think of how many people are listening to this show <laughs> that you just embarrassed yourself. By. That's fine. So anyway. I took the Bengals defense. Yeah. I think that if they do pull the upset, that they might, I don't think they're going to have a great game, obviously, mm-hmm. but you know, they could do all right the next round and you never know if they keep moving on. Their defense might be what gets it done. I don't see any other really great, obvious Bengals players because you have the uncertainty of A.J. Green. He takes Sanu, he might be good one game. It might not be good the next game. Uh, Jeremy Hill, Giovanni Bernard. Yeah, and they're split in time. So, yeah. I don't know. I felt that was a fairly decent punt. Real yeah. quick, I'll run down that lineup again just to recap it. So, Wilson, Lacey, Murray, Antonio Brown, T.Y. Hilton, Demarius Thomas, Gronk, Olsen, Tucker, and the Bengals. And just looking at your roster, we both had Tucker. We both had Olsen. We both had Gronk. We both had Brown. We both had Murray. So very close. Do we, Dave? Okay. So here's the thing. I I totaled up the I got five on it. Oh, yeah. Okay. So everything. I mean, but again, we always include the playoffs in on this. Sure. I can say that this was tied for our closest finish ever. I'm not going to reveal who is ahead right now, uh, but I feel like having a tie would be pretty fun. <laughs> no exchange hand. Would you like to put five on our lineups? Yeah, for sure. And uh, I'll have Rob. Can you compile these? Thank you. And um, I'm going to force, he's not going to agree to it now. I just got to talk to him off air. I'll have him t- calculate it to where they would be in the FFPC if if we would have entered them. So it'll be very, very fun. So I got five on my playoff challenge lineup. I got five on the best one for the record. Well, you're going to need your whole lineup. I'm sorry. <laughs> so there you go. Uh, I, I, I didn't, uh, did we see any uh, messages in the chat room about our lineups? I don't know. I didn't really yeah. look. You guys, you and Lance are talking about drugs well, in, in no, the chat. You know, one of them, actually, they're both legal drugs and one you need a prescription for. Yeah, I never said they were illegal, but you're just polluting the message boards with drug talk when we're trying to talk fantasy football. <laughs> anyway, ladies and gentlemen, um, that we're we're kind of putting a bow on uh, on the show tonight. Do we want to do a uh, running total of how many teams are left in the playoff challenge? Uh, oh, sure. Because it's gonna it's gonna go. It always every single year we do it. It always goes crazy Saturday morning and early Saturday afternoon. One 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 one. 1111 right now so you have 1111 teams uh left to go they're gonna i'm telling you people we're gonna sign off the air tonight and they're gonna go crazy they're gonna go crazy tomorrow so make sure if you want to play it's a blast playing um make sure you get those lineups and now go to myffpc.com uh, $600,000 prize pool, $200,000 grand prize you know the drill top 500 teams are going to get paid and we're going to have one of them on this show maybe more maybe you know we, we tried to have and this is the other reason i took the seahawks defense Jason Book, last year's champion, that's what won it for him in, oh, yeah, in the yeah. Super Bowl. Everybody had great. everybody had Marshawn Lynch. Yeah. He had the Seahawks defense. Like, oh, why would you ever play the Seahawks defense against Peyton Manning and the Broncos? And you know what? They kicked the crap out of them. Yeah. So that that's 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 how uh, things happen, people. I like the Seahawks defense. That's really nice. It's it's it, again, they're they're healthy. They're coming on. I feel good about it. Which bulky? Why do you think the Packers are going to beat them? I just do. I don't have any good rationale for it. All right. I want to thank uh, Jim Seipel. I want to thank, of course, uh, Nationwide Insurance, Papa John's, FedEx, uh, the FFPC, our producer, mutual friend, Rob, our audio engineer, Bryce, and most importantly, all of you listeners. Thanks for tuning in tonight. Sirius XM 21087 at 1230 on Tuesday is the place to be. I'll be hanging out on the Fantasy Alarm with Jeff Manns, and I'll also be with Gabe Morency on the Fantasy Sports Network next week on Game Time Decisions. Uh, Next week, guest we have on uh, the show dave 2014 big payback two champ darren summer he's going to be on the show next week so it's cool. it, it's going to be a lot of fun talking with him uh he beat out a lot of competition for a, a big payday this year so that'll be fun talking to him uh enjoy the games tomorrow enjoy the games on sunday we get playoff football people it's so much fun so much more fun if you have a playoff challenge lineup or multiple playoff challenge lineups however you want to do it uh, so make sure you go to myffpc.com and sign they're going to go quick. Uh, I want to uh, thank you, Dave Gerzak. I want to wish you a happy new year. I'm not sure if I did that. It's not happy, the new year, happy new year. It's going to be a great 2015 for us. It's going to be a great 2015 for the High Stakes Fantasy Football Hour and uh, of course the Fantasy Football Players Championship. So excited we get to spend it with you guys again. Thanks a lot for hanging out with us on Friday night, Saturday morning, Sunday afternoon, whenever you're listening. We're just very appreciative that you're listening to the show. And with that, your wild card weekend officially starts now. This has been another 
episode of the High Stakes Fantasy Football Hour presented by MyFFPC.com that is broadcast live and heard around the world. Eric and Dave will be back next week with more analysis, interviews, and advice from a guest much smarter than they are. Thanks for listening, and we'll talk with you again next week.